Welcome to Mommy Moments Uncut. A few times a month, you'll hear a bonus episode with a mom we just met. These segments are recorded with a live audience. It's interactive, raw, and uncut. We hope you enjoy the conversation today. Hey everyone, if you're waiting, we're just getting our guests connected for tonight. So just hit that screen, give us some hearts, send this to your friends. We are going to be talking about an amazing topic. So, are you on? I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Thank you. So, hey, everyone. I'm so excited that that you all are tonight with us. I'm actually going to start a new series with the podcast called Mommy Moments Uncut. Right now, I share um, interviews every week with a parent. Um, My husband actually interviews um, some, some dads, and then I interview moms. And listen, these are our parents from all walks of life and different perspectives. So, and I think that's really important to learn from one another. And our guest tonight is Kirsten, and she's gonna be talking about generational wealth, how to build that, some awesome um, stuff around the mindset around being able to be successful for building wealth for your family. It's gonna be amazing, Um, a great time. So I'm excited to have her on with us. We are not going to keep you waiting. We are basically right here at the nine o'clock hour. And I'm so excited to be on with you all tonight. Thanks for joining us. This is probably the fifth week that I've been doing these lives. And the theme of this, if you're a parent, most parents are on here. You can jump on here if you're not a parent. Maybe you were thinking about being a parent. Um, But whatever the case is, why you're here, we're glad you're here. And I really do believe that the topic that we're going to be talking about tonight is going to bless you in a lot of ways and really believe that you'll walk away with encouragement and being able to put some action items into your life, into your family's lives. Um, and I'm just really excited to get the conversation going. So tap that screen for us, show some love, share this love with your friends. We want to get this conversation as much attention as possible. And at toward the end, we're going to have a Q&A. So if you're just jumping on um, and you've never been a part of these lives, what I do is I choose a mom to interview once a week. Now, most of the time, it's a mom I don't know. And I'm just led. I kind of, I you know, I support as many people as possible on TikTok and love and share content. And I just kind of choose Once a week, a mom that I have never met before. And that's what makes it unique and special and fun. Um, But this week, I had to have a person dear to me on here. Um, I have known her for about nine years now. Uh, Her name is Kirsten Johnson. She is out of Canada, is a mom of three. Um, Her husband is um, a hockey coach, really cool guy. Um, And she also used to be a teacher. um, And she turned towards online sales and marketing and has been doing that for about 13 plus years very successfully and has built a team of over a million dollars in sales per month, has received all kinds of amazing awards, which I have witnessed um, in person before firsthand and um, is just an amazing person to learn from. So I'm excited to um, get going. So Kirsten, welcome to Mommy Moments Uncut. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. So Kirsten, um, you know, when the, the number one thing that just always has attracted me to, um, 
just you, even in, in the years that, um, that we just followed you and Brett's story and, and your journeys, you are just so positive. You, um, always are so encouraging, but you have this unwavering mindset that is just so great and positive. And that's important for daily life. If we want to get this parenting grind and work, you know, our hustles that we do every day, but it's so important to be able to, um, shift our mindsets when it comes to our finances, right. And building wealth and a legacy for our family. It's something that a lot of people, um, don't have the skills and it goes beyond just learning how to use a debit card and a credit card and and balancing a checkbook, right. The basics of finance. And and then, you know, most Americans are still in debt regardless, um, even what, from what they were taught growing up. So when we're talking about generational wealth and building that, like, how do you, what is like, how do you approach that? And like, how do you see that working? You know, it's really interesting because I think a lot of people start this and it becomes so overwhelming that it shuts them down, right? They freeze instantly because they're like, I've never had anything. I never grew up with anything. I probably won't have anything for my children. And we think of it as just so one dimensional where it's like, I need to leave my children a million dollars at the end of my life. And that's what generational wealth is, right? When actually it's quite opposite. It actually ends there if that's all you're thinking of doing. Because if there isn't a huge vision and a big goal of the bigger picture, then that's going to be it. And you will not set your kids up for success. I mean, somebody could leave their child a billion dollars and it actually ends there because, I mean, they could be doing private jets, living the life, buying a, like unnecessary cars and, you know, items that just diminish in value or just wasting it, right? It's like it, it, it really would stop the generational wealth right there. So I want everybody on tonight's live to just be open, have a huge mindset of what it can do because you can create generational wealth through your mindset. And if, and if, you know, you even think about putting away just a little bit of money to create something to leave a legacy, you're going to actually leave more through what you're teaching them than the actual money itself. So even if you think in your head, I'm never going to have any money <laughs> at the end of my life to pass on, let's take that out of the equation right now because it doesn't have to be only about that. We're going to talk about different ways to just accept that abundance and maybe be the person. Maybe your parents couldn't pass anything down to you, but maybe you're going to be that person that breaks that chain and creates something new because of tonight, right? Yeah, that's amazing. So just kind of going back to your background, were you taught wealth building? Like what's your background and how were you, how did you grow up? I grew up not really being able to afford a whole lot. I was, and you know what? Actually, it ended up being the best thing ever. I had to, anytime I did sports, I had to go door to door for fundraising to make sure I fundraised enough to be able to do the sport I wanted to do. I had to work for everything I had to do. And you know, what's really interesting is that half the time I'd work for myself and make sure I had enough extra in case someone else on the team couldn't, you know, afford to do it. Like it's having that mindset of like, there's always an answer when you want something, 
when you truly have that vision. So I didn't grow up with a whole lot. Like we didn't go out to restaurants. I didn't know it was normal. Like my friends said they always went out to restaurants and I didn't know that was a thing. Like we just never did. And, um, there was just not that extra money to do those things. You know, I had hand-me-down clothes for everything and I had to really, you know, work at it and anything that I wanted. Um, and, but you know what, the fact that my parents kind of taught me how to be smart and how to view money in such a positive way actually changed that for me to become extremely successful in what I did and working hard for those things, just like a uniform for a sports team, you know, always meant so much to me. And that's what actually triggered the mindset to go just a little bit different of a direction that you don't have to have wealth to just keep passing that on. That's so good. That's so good. So when was it then for you in your journey and what clicked for you? Like, what was that aha moment of like, okay, things have got to start shifting. These are the steps that I've got to start implementing to really Mm -hmm. do something to change the direction of my family. You know, it really is one of those things where like my husband made great money. I was a teacher and in Canada, it's, it's, it's pretty good money and benefits when you're a teacher. And the fact that we still weren't getting ahead in our bank account was kind of like a light bulb moment for me. Like, yes, I know how to work hard. And now I need to figure out how to put pen to paper and understand what can money do? How can I create more money? Um, and, you know, just seeing things like millionaires have seven streams of income. So if you you see something online where it's like, quit your job to do this, like, no, like do a multitude of things. Don't quit your job to do something else to get rich. Like do a multitude of things, add in different streams of income because you can really do a lot with just a few hundred dollars a month. I mean, you can dig into books and see, I mean, I think how much was that? I know there was like a Tony Robbins thing where he said, if you put away a certain amount for like X number of years, and it wasn't even a ton of years, then it just compounded on the interest. You'd have like $1.8 million by the time you retired. And that's just off a couple hundred dollars a month. You know, you got to look into the right things and find a way to make that extra couple hundred dollars per month. And that's it. If you want to create that wealth, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I love, I'm going to go back to what you said about the seven stream of income. Nowadays, so many people, because of, I think social media has a big part of it, the Mm -hmm. boss mom mentality Mm -hmm. and the hustlers and, you know, all these things that people make into being something so glamorous. But in my mind, I'm like, work your salary job get your benefits. And then yep. what else can you be doing in between that time? Like you said, yeah. the millionaires, billionaires don't just do one thing. There are yep. several things that they're working towards and doing, and you don't have to quit your job and feel like you made it because you quit a job. To me, that is just the craziest thing when people quit a job and just go full force into something else and have to rebuild when you can still be making that in- other income you know, yeah. up, up until a point, if, if it's time to go, it's time to go, of course. But, you know, yeah. I think it's just that mindset that people see on social media now, like it's so glamorous and I have to be at a nine to five. But in fact, those nine to fives have, have really helped me and Greg turn our money and invest into other it's, things. It might be the biggest mistake you'd make because the it, walking away from that, I think it was one of the biggest mistakes we made because we were doing so well. We thought retire my husband, right? how cool is it that he's like 30 years old and doesn't have to have a job? And it's like, you look at the money lost over that period of time, in a sense that if he was working, it's still, I still would have been creating my same income at home. He could have had another million dollars. 
right? So you have to remember that there's like so many avenues and learn from people like myself's mistakes and don't do them and create that because this is just one aspect of it, right? It's bringing those streams of income. Um, but, you know, there's going to be more to it too with the mindset and different things as well. Yeah. So let's jump into that because obviously, like you said, we can, it's easy to make a million dollars and turn around and lose it. And the biggest thing around that is the mindset and how you view money. So uh, before we get get into the correct mindset of building wealth, I would love to get into um, breaking the mindset of poverty, because I feel like if you don't address breaking the mindset of poverty and that broke mentality, then it's going to be really hard for you to move out of, you know, onto the next level period. Yeah. Well, absolutely. I mean, we're in a time and age now where we can bring in all these streams of income. I feel like maybe our parents' generation, it wasn't there. They didn't have that because there was no social media and they're, they just, they knew to do it, their trade or their schooling. And then, um, that's, that's how they'd have their income. Um, and that was it, you know, they didn't really have the option to create like multiple streams or at the time, it was a little bit different. Um, We have that now. And so just that alone should be able to help shift your mindset into the fact that there is more and we can do more and then that we're absolutely worth it. And there's an abundance of it. And a lot of times you might lose some money in different areas, but you have to remember, believe it's going to come back if you are doing all the right things and putting out all the good energy out there, right? Like it's, um, what do they say? Isn't it like Donald Trump? Like he has gone bankrupt how many times, right? Very building his wealth back up. Um, so it's not that we want that to be what happens, but you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's one of those things that, um, if you have the mindset, I know that nothing will stop me. And no matter what I do, I will get there because there's just no roadblock strong enough that could stop me from bringing in extra income and things that I want to do. Anytime that I think, okay, that might be a roadblock. It's like, well, how can I get through that now? You don't just like give up and stop everything because you have a roadblock. And so I just know if there's going to be a roadblock, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's I'm going to get through. I'm going to find a way. You have to have trust in yourself that you're going to find a way. That's so good. And everyone who's just joining on, I'm talking to Kirsten Johnson. She is talking to us about building generational wealth and um, changing our mindset to be able to do that and for our family. So if you're just joining, um, share some love, share share this live with your friends. We would love to keep the conversation going. And if you are here still... Send us a comment. Let us know what you guys are are doing, and if you have any questions for Kirsten, because we are going to be doing a Q and A. So around the, around the mindset. So let's keep going with that because again, once we break out of that broke mentality of thinking that we're going to be stuck where we are forever, our mama was this way, our daddy was this way, our grandma and grandpa was this way, and this is all the money I'm ever going to be able to have. If it's not for life insurance, then I can't leave anything. Right. So what is the next step in? Okay. I'm ready. I, I, I have a little bit more belief set up. What can I start doing to change the way I'm thinking around building wealth? Well, I, I'm going to say the first thing you're going to have to do is go through your app, entire budget. You're going to have to lay out the numbers and really know what you're working with. What are your bills? 
What do you, you know, what do you make and really lay it out. And it might be hard. It might be difficult to see some of those numbers Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of people just kind of hope and pray there's a little more month end at the, you know, a month than money left at the month, you know, at the end of the day. So, um, you're going to really want to lay that out and know where you stand because knowledge is power. You guys, knowledge is power. And if we just brush it on the rug, that's when problems keep creeping in. You could find people that can help you out with that too. There are free resources, free places you can go where they can help you with that as well. So budgeting is absolutely hard. Now I'll tell you mm-hmm. the fact of having a budget. I don't care if I'm making a million dollars a month, a billion dollars a month, or a um, $1,000 a month. I'm going to have a budget. I'm going to stick to it. I absolutely love to use coupons. We have yeah. a whole lot more money at the end of the month than month left. And I still absolutely will use a coupon because any money that you can save can either A, go into more investing B, go into your kids or C, be safe for a rainy day for something kind of fun too. So if I I don't just go to the grocery store aimlessly and start grabbing any brand name, anything like I, 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 I will budget out like the organic good stuff that I really wholeheartedly feel is good for our body, but you will not catch me buying a brand name over a no name. <laughs> I will tell you that much. <laughs> I'm going to have no name all the day, every day, because every single dollar matters. And you just, you have to have that mindset of that money carries so much value to you. It doesn't get thrown away and wasted. Okay. There's a difference between having abundance and sharing and uh, my, you know, donations to the food bank or things like that, that is not wasting it away. That is showing your gratitude and your awareness around it. But I am not about to go and spend an extra three or four bucks on something because of the fact that that can be used for something else. And I value it so much that when you have that energy out into the universe, that is going to come back to you more. So just remember, you will see. um, And actually, I had an auntie that did that. I saw her couponing and they had beyond the amount of money they need. And I always admired that growing up. I just thought it was just so cool. Or this guy that I saw at the gym and he always had a little bit of ratted clothes. And then when someone said, do you know that guy is like a multimillionaire? And I was like, that's the freaking coolest thing I've ever seen. Like, (laughs) I love it. Like that to me is just way cooler than him coming, you know, all GQ'd up all the time. (laughs) So it's kind of cool, right? Yes. Thanks again, guys, for being on. So um, if you haven't done so already, go and follow Kirsten. She is here, obviously, on TikTok. So you can easily follow her as well tonight. Um, So one thing that, like, around the budgeting, yes, it's hard. We have a couple of people commenting budgeting is hard. It absolutely is hard. And it makes you, and you have to be disciplined. And one thing that we learned early on, especially being young parents, um, is that if you don't tell, just like time, if you don't tell your time um, where to go, it's going to get wasted. If you don't tell your money where to go, it's going to get wasted. Every single thing that we, that we, um, spend money on is very intentional. And of course there might be things that, you know, going through target that might pop up and I spend extra $50, but that is not an all the time occurrence. And I'm very, very intentional and very careful because you have to be able to get your mindset, like you said, to that place of abundance. And I want to talk about what are some things, um, we can do to get out of the scarcity mindset into the place of abundance because um, so many people are stuck in the scarcity mindset. And it's evident not only in their money, but it's also evident in their day-to-day, right? I'm scared I'm going to lose my job because of X, Y, and Z. I'm scared I can't afford 
this, this, and that. I'm scared. I'm scared. Instead of living and turning our brain to be in that abundance realm instead of the scarcity. Yeah. Again, that's going to come back to that trusting yourself and living your life with open arms. If you picture yourself with your arms out and you're giving more than you take, um, there's your arms are out ready to receive more too. If you hold them close in and you just hoard your money and you just worry every two minutes about it, um, look how closed off you are from receiving as well. So it kind of stops it. So remembering that, like sometimes the second I feel a little bit worried about money, I will go somewhere and donate a little bit. Doesn't have to be a billion dollars. You know, it could be just an extra couple groceries and dropping off the food bank. Just that little act will get you in that mindset of like, you're feeling so good. And then it's almost like a, like a little trigger and a reminder that like, I do this so I can have extra to give back. I, I do try to have extra so I can do that. And like, I, like I mentioned back as a kid, like it just kind of comes in you. Like I was fundraised a little more in case someone else didn't have some. Think about that in your life now, how that's going to translate. I always make a little more just in case someone else doesn't have some. Right. And not, I can give not, to my neighbor. Can, what can I do with the extra? But what can, what I, can I do to help someone? What can I do to help someone? And you know what? That will end up giving you so much more in abundance that you'll have more, you'll have even all that extra to put away when you're being smart about your money. So having that trust within yourself is going to be the most important factor in this. That is so good. Thanks, everyone. Hi, um, Royce. Hey, guys. Thanks for being on. Um, yes. And so, um, we have a comment from Good Enough Mama. She says, when I was a people pleaser, it was hard to save money. I can see that. Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's, that's, coming, that's leaving you in a in, from a negative context, right? You're doing it because you feel you should do it for someone else because of the negative context they're putting on you. Do you see how that's a little different than the fact that you came up that you decided you donated somewhere? Um, when someone says, Kirsten, can I have a thousand dollars? Like, no, <laughs> no, I don't just start throwing it around by any means at all. Or if someone can't pay their bills, I don't enable people to live a poverty lifestyle either. And there's a huge difference in that. So don't people please, you don't owe anybody any of your money, no matter how much you're making. Um, Mm -hmm. And because when you start making a lot, they come out of the woodworks and they expect it. And it's a whole different story. Uh, So don't confuse me when I say I'm very generous with my money. I don't think anyone just deserves it like that either, because you could be enabling really bad um, behaviors too. So absolutely. That is such good advice. Um, Royce Bertie says, um, me, I donate so much. Yes, that's so good. good and job. yes, there's a huge difference between mm-hmm. that expectation of what people and that pressure that people put on you. And then, um, someone says, uh, Deandra, I think, Hey, uh, don't ask God for what you need. Ask God to bless you to be a blessing to his people. That is a huge yes. point. So, hey, let's talk about that. That is so good. Absolutely. Don't ask God for what you need. Okay. And, um, you know what I mean? He's, he's not always going to check your budget either. So (laughs) you've got to remember that, um, what you're doing is a bigger picture and, and, um, your journey is meant to be your journey. Um, you know, if, if it's meant to be blessed with a million dollars, cause you're going to be donating half that all the time. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe you're, you're meant to your, your blessing is a little more than your bills. So you can put enough away and still donate. Like we aren't ones to judge where that's at. Um, we just have to live out what, you know, 
we think every single day what we're praying about and, and where that should go. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's so good. So let's talk about, um, I'd love to talk about the, we can talk about mindset all day, but what, how can you, um, involve your children and start starting to teach yeah. wealth and that mindset? Because I feel like it's so much harder to break the, those generational curses, as I call them around poverty when you're an adult, um, because it's so ingrained. You've done it for years. You have to really be disciplined and intentional to break yeah. that off of yourself. But if you are starting to train your kids up when they're small about how they view money, yeah. the value, the mindset, I just feel like that is going to be such an easier um, transition into adulthood when they are managing and building their own wealth. Let's talk about what you do with your kiddos. Yeah, absolutely. You know what? Some things that we do with our, sorry. Okay, go outside, honey. It's mommy moment. Okay. Yeah, mommy moment, guys. Like you guys know you're on the real life. You know, you can tell them all day long you're gonna be busy for a half hour, but like that's when they need you the most, right? It's all so, good. It's all good. You know, you know, a lot of a lot of times, like I think um it's it, it's our language and the way we act around money as well can be a very, a very big thing that they pick up on. So the subtle languages, the subtle things you're doing. Um, and you know, we don't, we don't do allowance. I know a lot of people are going to think like I should teach them by allowance. They make their bed, they get $5. They have to put that in their bank account and they have a debit card and we teach that. Um, and we don't, we don't do that. It's not to say I don't believe in it fully or it might not happen one day, but at this moment, I have 13 year old. So maybe that will help a nine and a half year old and a four and a half year old. And, um, I'm not just going to teach them how to be a consumer. I mean, in our home, we don't do, we do not do, um, allowance because it's a respect thing. You, you live here, you know, like you're welcome for paying all for your hockey and driving you there. You know, I'm not getting you treats for that either. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I, it, I, it it's just is what it is. They don't get allowance. We don't do that. I'm not teaching them how to be a consumer and, and the traditional banks because that clearly isn't what's working all the time. Anyways, we do however pay them when they read a book. So when That's they read so a really good mindset book, they get some money because you get rewarded for personal development in real life. Let's be real. Like if you don't understand a lot of the mindset, you probably haven't put in a little bit of work with your reading, with your everything that you're doing. So, oh honey. Okay. Come here. We're having a moment. Let's see who it is. Let's It's okay. (laughs) Just need a quick hug. And, you know, I always have time for that. (laughs) So, and, um, you know, uh, sometimes, you know, it's just, it's going to be one of those things that if, if we're going to, if we're going to teach them to have that mindset, well, then why wouldn't I teach them how to reach for a book right now? And a lot of times when you read a good book and you implement that in life, you're going to increase your income. So why not have income from learning that? So to us, that's how we do it. You, you're not going to see a nine-year-old on any other given day on the deck reading Tony Robbins. But they do. And they have such a strong mindset at such a young age. It doesn't even have to be about money at this exact point. It's going to be about creating a mindset of self-worth because 
a lot of people that have self-worth tend to believe they do deserve more money. And then that tends to lead to that. So don't even think they have to read like rich dad, poor dad at age six, you know, like it's not about that. Our children have this mindset. They're, they're very high level athletes. Um, They work their butts off. You know, the first thing they do when they come home from school, they're shooting their pucks to make sure that they're, you know, keeping on top of their game. Um, They do workouts. They do different, different strengthening exercises. And remember that strengthening your brain at the same time when you're, when you're increasing that. So think about it in different steps. It might be increasing the self-worth through different types, things like that. It might be increasing the brain power. And then that will translate in the future because self-worth generally translate into more. That is a, such a good nugget. And I'm, and I also, we also do not pay for allowance. It is baffling to a lot of to parents. I want you, let's just talk about this. Parents, if you pay for allowance, put it in the comments. If you don't put it in the comments, I just love to have conversations around this. There's no right or wrong answer, but I will tell you when I was growing up, I did not have allowance either. My dad was military um, it was all, we're going to learn how to respect our things. We're going to take pride in our home. Yeah. You live here, same kind of thing. And I've done that with my children as well. Um, because like you said, this is just blow. It's mind blowing. Cause I've never thought about it this way that you're teaching your kids to be a consumer when you're paying for chores. I never even thought about that. I just right. kind of did what I, I did in my home and how I understood and how I valued where I lived, where I came from, the things that I um, created and just having that respect and being a team player in the home because we all live there. You know, we're a family of five and had to learn how to quickly in a tight space keep it clean and yeah. comfortable for everyone and be respectful. So really, but I love that you say that because also I what I've noticed too is that allowance also may um, create that that um, expectant mindset too of just like. Yeah. This something for nothing because it's like, okay, these are the things you should already be doing. Why am I paying you for that? Right. But changing the mindset around, let's push you to do something that's going to develop you in your mindset. Let's pay you for that. I absolutely love that. What are some other things that we could be um, helping our kids with and paying them for when it comes to their development outside of those? I do this. I get this. You know, the consumer. Yeah, I mean, you know what, I actually I, I do pay them. And because on my taxes, I can I can claim 12,000. I don't know if it's the same in the States per child. Um, so they organize receipts, right? They, they put them from January to December. So they're starting to see that mindset of like, okay, so there's a different way, you know, of taxes. And like when they get to that point where they have a job and they just have a T4 at at one point when they're 14, 15, 16, whatever, you know, the the legal age of of that, I don't even know what the legal ages of that, but then they can kind of, you know, think about things like that. Like, oh, my mom did taxes a different way. Like what? She never had that. Like they're already kind of immersed in like my world and how I am rolling that out. So Um, even little things like that, right? Like I I let them know, like I can pay you right now through my business. Right. And it's like, oh, that's kind of neat. So it's just introducing. It's not that you have to teach them absolutely everything. It's you have to have a vision of this over a course of like 20 years, 
And then you're going to just kind of always give little nuggets here and there and hope something retains. And then it's just going to kind of keep consistent over time. So, you know, it's going to be little things like that, that you're going to, you're going to show them um, the value of what, what it means, what receipts look like. What is this? I don't have to show them right now how to balance that out, how to, what it looks like when I use my debit card, what the receipt, you know, just seeing the receipts, like it's age appropriate. It's things that they're, they're knowing, like they kind of have an understanding of what is kind of expensive and, and, you know, expensive and, and, you know, what isn't. And it's actually very evident because my oldest son, he cries every time I get him a present. He's just so beyond grateful for it. And, you know, it's like, it's like he would think I didn't have the money and I just kind of like got it out of nowhere for him or something because he just doesn't. Yes, go ahead. <laughs> he just doesn't get that. Like he, he's so grateful for it. Yeah. When I'm done. That's amazing. He's so grateful for it. And you know, and he, like, he clearly knows we have the money, but the fact that I would think of him and use like some money on him is just like unbelievable in his mind. So yeah, that's so good. That is so good. And and that just also goes to show that he's starting to understand the value and that how that is a special thing, not a all the time um, expectant, you know, that that oh that God. entitlement mentality entitlement, right? that so many kids have right now. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. It's so bad right now. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely so, the generation. Yeah. And I, you know, and I love how you said that you, um, you're teaching your children the value of those things because we, we've had to do the same thing with our 17 year old, because when we first had a child at 19 and we both were from me and Greg were from different backgrounds and raised different, had different mindsets around money and, um, totally two different sets of parents and how we were raised. He definitely had more of that entrepreneurial spirit from the jump. That's how, you know, his stepdad was always in business and was exposed to that, started working with him in business since like nine years old. Whereas I started working at Chick-fil-A at 14, that more consumer transactional mindset Mm -hmm. around money. I saw my dad work in blue collar his after the military, his whole life going to work, clocking in. That's you do that for 30 years and you get your pension. Now there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. You know, there's people who do that. There's a whole generation that is how they're raised and how they do things. But there's so many, there's so many different ways now that we can evolve and build wealth in a different way. Right. Absolutely. And with our, with our 17 year old, it was the same thing. We just, you know, um, as he got older and we, our mindsets are shifting. We have to watch our mouth. I remember my mom growing up talking about money in a, such a negative way. Right. I ask her for yearbook money and I love her, but I, this is just my experience. You know, um, yearbook money, <sighs> puffing and puffing, always something. Every time I get money, it's going out the door. Well, you are speaking your world. <laughs> I get it yeah. now, but at the time, I didn't understand that. I just like, we're well, just giving the $10 on the yearbook. Like, I wasn't really <laughs> thinking yeah. about how she is cursing her bank account. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about how our words will shift our future. Cause I think that is also part of the mindset and how we talk about money, not just around our kids, but to ourselves, uh, is everything. Yeah. You know, the littlest things like I don't have the money for that. Right. Like how often do you hear yourself say that? And I'll be really honest. It hasn't been like this for me 
since, since this whole story I'm telling you, I had a point it went like that. Mm-hmm. And it was really, it was really quite scary where will the debit card work, you know, and then the kids are begging for something at the checkout. And mm-hmm. how do you respond to that? How do you tell them like, no, I can't afford it. No, I don't have the money for it. What do we usually tell them? Right. And you're frustrated it, at that point. Right. And you're frustrated. And, and you got to remember, like, you got to remember your language about it. And, um, and instead of using that as your excuse to tell your kids why you're not buying them something, no, we're not, we're not getting that at this time, right? Just littlest changes like that. Because when you say, I don't have the money for it, you think you're just blindly making an excuse because then they'll say, oh, she doesn't have it. And then I won't bug her anymore. It's like, no, I taught my kids. You don't ask for stuff at the register. Mm-hmm. You know, I rarely had at had times like there were the odd times. Don't get me wrong, but then we walk through and they're you know they're begging for the stuff at at the register, and it was such it's always such a pleasant experience shopping with them because they don't ask me for stuff, <laughs> right? They don't. They already yeah. know. They already know it's not happening. Like stop it, <laughs> right? So that's already been taught at a young age. It's not happening. So just don't. Um, yeah. And, and so set yourself up for that, first of all. But second of all, when they are, watch what you're saying about it. Because if you're constantly saying out to the universe, I don't have the money, right? You're speaking that over yourself all yeah. the time. Yeah. Right? You are. When really the reality is, is that they don't need to have everything every time we go out somewhere. So, you know, we're not getting that yeah. right now. And learning That's that, yeah. And learning that anyway is great. Because yeah, they, don't they don't need to expect that. But setting yeah. up those expectations ahead of time. Kids are very smart. Like my three and four-year-old, I literally, before we go anywhere, we have a pep talk in the car, okay? In the parking lot. Listen, when we go in here, this is yeah. what's going to happen. X, Y, and Z. And Let those them know. expectations are set right there. When we go into a restaurant, where do who's in this restaurant? Big people, adults. How do we act? Yeah. What are we going to do? Always. And they understand. They understand it. And, you know, it is such, it is so easy to pivot to. I just can't afford it. I don't have it. But honestly, mm-hmm. that is not the language that we should be using with our kids, period. Even if we do really don't have the money, I just don't feel like that is something you need to be telling your kids because that leads to other things that can lead to other. And I've seen this happen where yeah. it just leads to your kids feeling really guilty about asking for anything. Um, they think that you really can't afford anything. So then they don't, um, you know, they, they sneak things or it just leads to other issues. Yeah. And instead of just having better teaching moments and, and at the same time, shifting our language around money is, is the more, is the, the more productive, <laughs> I think way to go. But yeah, I, I definitely love that. Well, I see good enough mama saying my mom used to hoard stuff. I didn't learn much about the value of things until being a parent. And, um, you know, that is so true because that is the case of like, you know, keeping everything because you're so fearful you might need it or to waste money like that puts hoarding puts a lot around money. And obviously there's way more to that illness um, mm-hmm. than what we'll, we'll talk about on here. But that's a great point that you had to reparent. Like, good for you, honestly, for being able to go... I know I don't like that and I need to do something else. That's also a huge thing for people to realize of like, take inventory of your childhood. What did you and didn't you like about stuff, right? Like, you know, what, what can you take and turn into a positive no matter what? Like, 
and and how can you change your mindset or or keep some of the same mindset? You know, you might perceive something as negative when you're younger, but when you're older, you'll realize it actually wasn't, and I can use it as a positive. Absolutely, absolutely. And you'll everyone that's on here, um, if you have a question for Kirsten of things that you can start implementing or just things that if you've missed the first um, half of our conversation, please drop your questions um, in the comment sections and we will call on you throughout our conversation before we get off here. Um, I still struggle with cleaning, but I have two under three. But I'm like, well, yeah, absolutely. Really Listen. Tired. <laughs> Listen, we are moms. We have multiples. It is, you don't beat yourself up. So that's okay. Good enough, mom. You are definitely good enough. So don't worry about yeah. that. <laughs> um, well, just, just me and welcome, welcome. So yeah, um, I think everything that we've talked about so far has been just so valuable. And, um, I think one thing that I want to go back and touch on is, uh, the self-worth aspect, because you said self-worth generally will lead to more. And when someone has a negative self-worth, um, I- I- image of themselves, that will block wealth from coming into your life. And it's such a simple thing to change. And um, I am guilty of that. I used to have an issue and I didn't think I was even worthy enough to receive wealth um, in my life. And I had to start changing that. Um, One thing I did um, is positive affirmations. And I know you're a big uh, believer and user of that too. So let's talk about how we can do something as simple as using affirmations to start attracting more wealth and having the mindset to go build and change our future. For sure. One of the biggest ones I had, and it, it I'm going to tell you, you're going to put these on your mirror and you're going to expect a miracle. Expect a couple of years of it. Okay. Let's be realistic because yeah. you hear all these gurus come out and say, put this on your mirror or say this to yourself all days. the time or, <laughs> and, and you're going to be rich, you know, kind of thing. And I, I want to put a real, realistic expectation when I put on my mirror, I approve of myself because I'll tell you what, a lot of my life, I was always trying to appro- have others approve of me, right? Whether it be um, my parents in school, the principal, teachers, coaches, um, to different CEOs of, of companies or things like that. I wanted that approval so bad that you almost go to any length and it, it actually takes away from your self-worth. I put on my mirror, I approve of myself. Okay, I bought a little a little flashcard. I stuck it on the corner. I wrote it nice. And I literally would read that every day in the morning. I approve of myself. That's and it took a couple of years till I finally, it finally hit that I matter. And what I'm doing is all that matters. I don't have to do this for anybody else. What I'm doing is for me and what I believe and what I visualize my life to be like and my family to be like and all of the things. And it just hits. So find something that resonates with you. A lot of times I'll do nature walks and I will thank God for the things I don't even have yet. So I -hmm. will thank him for, you know, let's say like any goal that you have and like thank him already for giving it to you. And I, I had times where there was something I was really wanting and just really felt in my heart. I really would have in my life. And, um, I kept like a little precious gem under my pillow. And literally if I woke up in the middle of the night, I thanked God for that, um, thing that I was trying to kind of manifest into my life. And if I got to go to the bathroom, I would like say it a few times. I'd go fall back asleep thinking about thanking God for giving me 
that thing that I wanted. And I'll, I won't say what it is on here because it gets too complicated, <laughs> but it took over a year of just being so grateful for receiving this item that I, you know, that it took a year. It, it's not an overnight thing, but my gosh, it's worth it. It's, it's worth definitely it. not. Absolutely. And it's definitely not like you said, hocus pocus. These things uh-uh. really work because what affirmations do when you're saying things out loud, um, you know, I'm a believer. My Bible says that the things yeah. I hear, listen to, the things I see, the things I speak all matter and create my world in so many words, right? So when you're speaking, it's not just putting that I approve myself on the mirror. There's steps to these affirmations. So tell us like what actually makes affirmations work for you in, in, a, in a real way, not just putting it on there and just forgetting, setting and forgetting it. Well, I have to remember like that, uh, you know, when I, when I hit that realization that I, I wasn't approving myself, I was having others approve for me. Um, that's when I realized that needed to change. And that word kind of kept coming to me. Like you will find there's a word that just keeps coming to you. Or like if you are being self-aware, you will see something happen. And so, um, I just, it, it, I had to feel it. Like every time I said it, it wasn't just the fact that I just said it out loud. Um, You actually like feel that approval. You kind of like feel yourself hug yourself. So Mm -hmm. you attach something like that with it, something else that's going to um, make your heart skip a beat in a a sense, right? Like something like that makes you feel so good that this is really warm, right? And so there's a little more to that with that visualization than it's like, what is that going to look like when I'm, how's that going to feel? What's it going to be like? And attaching all of that into the phrase. Um, There was another time, you know, um, I was really struggling with a group and I just didn't feel like a worthy piece in the equation of that friendship group of, of people. And I couldn't figure out why. And so um, I felt like disrespected a lot. And so I wrote uh, one of the other one that I have this had beside I approve of myself was only those that love, honor and respect me will be in my space today. And That's so good. that entire that group just came out of was out of my life after a year. And it hurt because wow. it's like I wanted them out. Because they clearly weren't loving or respecting me, but yet it hurt because like you're removing an entire group of people from your life, right? Absolutely. So that Absolutely. one, it's it's very hard because you asking for it, you might get it. It's like that that saying, like I I you know when you say like I I prayed to God for strength, so He gave me difficulties to get through, right? You, you have to remember when you're praying for these things, just because things aren't going your way doesn't mean you're not achieving that affirmation. You're, you're building your character to receive that from God too. So good. Yes, absolutely. Building your character. Absolutely. And I love repeat the last one. A couple of people said, repeat that only those that love, honor, respect me. What is that one again? Yeah. Only those that love, honor, and respect me will be in my space today. That's amazing. It's now, powerful, course, right? You, yes. You can attract all the right people into your life. So if you want to be learning a little bit more about generational wealth, you know, you could create an affirmation around around that, around finding people that would, you know, be the person to help you with this and connect with them. You will come into your life some which way or another and, and you don't know what direction, but put it out there and then be open to it. Be open and also be ready because like you said, your life's going to mm-hmm. change. People are going to walk out and it's like, well, and it is kind of hurtful because you're like, well, I thought they did honor and respect me. 
but you don't really know, right? How you don't people know. really are in front of you. And then one way or another. So, and it's yep. really meaningful to have those deep, real relationships. I'm not on this earth long enough to waste my time with people mm-hmm. who do not love me. And mm-hmm. I, the same, you know, it's reciprocal. So, um, absolutely. So, um, I want to talk about something that you said just a second ago. Oh, and before we move on to this question, though, I want to show you guys too, because um, just as we were on here, I have on my Apple watch an affirmation app. You can't see it because yeah, it's too dark, but it says I have these pop up in once an hour throughout the day. I have an affirmation. It's just called I am, and I wear it on my wrist. It's very intentional. And it says, this one that just came through says, I believe everything happens for a reason. Now, just Mm -hmm. these little phrases may not seem like much. They may not be like the intentional ones that I really focus on and building wealth and other things that I'm doing that are more intentional. But this honestly helped has, Mm -hmm. when I first put this on my wrist, changed my mindset, I guarantee you in about 30 days, because I was constantly taking a moment once an hour, reading this and not just looking at it and swiping it away. Yeah. Yes. Refocus your, your energy. Yeah. And redirecting my, my mindset of, okay, this is what it is. I believe it. I receive it. Mm-hmm. Now keep going. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. I love the I am app. Yes. It's so good. That's good. It's so good. So the, the last thing I kind of want to touch on is, um, you, you know, when building wealth, it is so important, especially when that is not something that you were taught and have the skill set to do. Most don't, um, you know, a, a huge percentage of the world does not, are not just born with these skills to create generational wealth and, and build legacies. So let's talk about the importance of finding a mentor that you can cling to, um, to help in this journey too. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's one of those things where, um, this is going to require the most prayer because you've got to find somebody that you can trust. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. somebody that has your best intention and is, it is very difficult to do because somebody is going to make some money off of it, right? Off of any investments or if you find a financial advisor. And so it is really um, one of those things where you've got to be sure um, and you've got to have everything laid out and be open and honest um, with it. So finding a mentor within just the financial world, finding the right books to read your knowledge. If you, if you're, if you're meeting with somebody, I mean, you're going to want to know then why or what everything is. So having doing your own research too, like learning mm-hmm. about things, finding it's going to be a brand new language for you, right? It's going to be like learning a brand new language and just accept that. Because as you get into things and as you dig in, it starts to make sense. Mm-hmm. And then it, and then the tides start turning a bit. So so really start learning and really start looking for somebody who has done it. You know, somebody who already is there and ask what steps they took at, at your position, you know, mm-hmm. or what advice they would give. And honestly, it's got to be people that um, have are almost like a third party to you, right? Someone that has no interest, whether you get extremely rich or extremely broke, because right. that's when you're going to get the true answer. So finding people that just have already have this abundance mindset, um, you play no factor into their wealth and what they think, 
what did they do? And start gathering notes. That could be your first step. Just start having a notebook where you write a little something you learned down here and there. Um, maybe you came across a book that somebody recommended and you start to read it. And mm-hmm. and just keep that notebook handy and, and make it just your little new wealth notebook, right? Your little new um, guide to your, your, your new life. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And again, that's very intentional and you have to be able to trust. Like you said, that trust has to be there and you have to guard your heart because what I've learned is there's everyone is again, social media. We're just in this era where everyone's a coach. Everyone is an expert and you don't really know what they're doing. So I honestly, I ask people background before I start working with somebody that I want to be mentored from. I need evidence and You should ask. And if they get defensive, that is a red flag that you probably should not be working with this person to be speaking into your life because this is, I do, you know, this is a serious topic and it matters, right? Yeah. This all matters. Yeah. Yeah. Every penny matters. This is your life. Yeah. So that's so important. Thank you, Brandy, for the for the gifts. And that's okay, honey. I know you were on the training. I missed yours. So hopefully you recorded your training because um, <laughs> I want to be on it. So yeah, Brandy is amazing too. But um, yeah, I just I just um, have loved this conversation, Kirsten. I'm not going to keep you longer than than we need because I know you have babies too, and it's um, a school night. But is there what is a of you know another piece of nugget? Just a nugget that you want to share? that we have not covered that you would, that's on your heart to share with us before we close today. Gosh, just remember your children chose you, you know, you're in this world together. You are the person that they are trusting to bring this through. Doesn't mean you need to be perfect. Doesn't mean you need to be a perfect mom or a perfect dad or do this whole thing perfect because you are starting just a brand new step and it might take a couple of generations to get it right you know, to get it perfect. But as you create something brand new right now and create a new shift in the mindset, that's going to trigger something. And that's going to become a part of their journey. And you're not responsible for making people rich around you by any means. But if you can make people or your children feel just good about themselves, it's going to start to translate and it's going to work. So just remember that you are there doing this with them. You guys are yeah. going to probably start learning together. You're going to try to implement things and maybe mess up, but that's okay. Cause that's going to be something that they're going to take and go, Oh, that was cool. Like we tried something, maybe it didn't work. And then they're going to be able to evolve onto that into the future. So never worry that you're, you need to have it perfect. And you have to teach them this exact mindset right now. And Kirsten says, start reading books. So everybody's reading tomorrow night. It's got to be something gradual, right? This is going to be new to them. Think of this over years, decades, you guys don't think of this as something that changes tomorrow, right? I think that, um, because we live in such a get rich quick society, we live in, um, we need the answer tomorrow society. I am entitled to everything society. I'm going to mess up still. I, I might have spoiled my kids already too much because I let them take a bath in my bath with the TV on. Like, you know what I mean? I sometimes I want them to like, no, there's this life you can have, but not too much till you earn it. Absolutely. <laughs> but you know what I mean? And that's they, okay. And they that's get, okay. And they get, they, yeah. they've had a, a quad and they've had some free fun, fun stuff too. Don't be, don't be nervous about making a mistake. It's all a part of it. And it's all a part of your journey and their journey. And it's preset and you're along for the ride. Just Pray for guidance along it. Be the best that you can be and just try something new. And when that gets easy, add another new thing into. 
Yeah, Brandy says slow and steady. Yes, it's not going to be an overnight Home thing at all. At all. Yeah. And, and the mindset is so precious and so important. And it starts yeah. now. And if you haven't been doing yes. any of these things, y'all, that have been on here, it's okay. Don't beat yourself up. Like, this is why I do this. Because I want to learn from other moms. I want to learn from other homes. And especially, I want to learn from things that are going to make me and my family grow and challenge right. me. Um, that is the most important thing about this life and this walk. There's not one right way, but I want to be on the right path going this way. Create, so. create a strong <laughs> foundation first. Have a strong foundation so nothing can crumble. And then you do the next step, okay? And that's all it's about. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And I love that, you know, you talking about incorporating this, this journey with their kids, because I remember, um, when we used to work together in the same company that there, when we started first, this, this really intentional mindset shift and our kids were really young, probably six and nine, and we would read the energy best together. Mm -hmm. Okay. You see just one wall of books, but we have so many books and I have even more on my audible now because I'm driving half the time to, to here and there, but it is, that is one thing we decided to do as a family is we would have, um, these mindset sh sessions together so they can understand and dig into. And the energy best was something that was on their reading level and they would pass it around and read it out loud. Who moved my cheese? Just little things like that. And we would do it together, um, just to start something and trying to be consistent. So I appreciate you so much awesome. and everybody who's been on here. I know that you have walked away encouraged and learned something from Kirsten because I have even learned something more that I can and walk away and incorporate into our lives. So thanks for being on. Kirsten, before you hop off, how can we connect with you outside of TikTok? Um, you can find me on Instagram at Kirsten underscore Johnson. Then that little two more underscores there. Um, Facebook Kirsten Johnson or Unstoppable Mother on Facebook as well. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> Um, yes, Tamara, thank you for being on. Yes. And, um, and for everyone who, who has not, uh, who have not been on this whole session with us, the great thing is I will be taking our weekly lives and putting this into, um, our podcast, which is coaching team members. You can find the link in my bio and easily subscribe for weekly updates, but you can go back and listen to the five past interviews that I have done with these incredible parents here. Um, I love this community. You guys are so amazing and supportive. So definitely check that out um, on my bio to the link to the podcast. So, but thank you again, Kirsten. You have been such a blessing to all. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm so glad we're connected. Yes. And everyone else have an amazing Thursday night and have a great weekend going into it. So see you later. Bye guys. Bye. Thanks for listening. To join these conversations, connect with coaching team members on TikTok, where you can register for these free live events every week. You can also find us on Instagram and join the coaching team members community, a growing group of over 5,000 parents on Facebook.